I'm preaching on the faithfulness of God. That there are times in our life where we will have want. There will be days in your life where you feel like throwing in the towel and giving up on God. There are times that it's not like you are giving up on God, but you are wondering, God, I am overwhelmed by this situation, by this difficulty. There is so much that is going on in my life that I'm asking God, where are you? There are times that, that your prayer becomes prayers of tears because you don't know what you have not prayed for. You don't know what to do again. I, I don't know, maybe I'm the only person in this church but there are times where you are so overwhelmed by life circumstances that your heart cannot take it any longer your soul is weary your mind cannot comprehend because you wonder god what else do you want me to do but this psalm is not popular because it's a simple psalm this psalm is a heart cry of a desperate soul. Psalm 23. It is the heart cry of a desperate soul. David begins the psalm. And his introduction of the psalm, he says, The Lord is my shepherd. You see, you must come into a point where you sit down. And when you find help and you cannot know where your next help is coming from. After a lot of contemplation, you get to a point where I've been there a number of times I wanted to commit suicide. Because I was wondering, God, when? God, I look at my life. I have sacrificed. I've sold. I've fasted. I've prayed. I've done everything. Yet there's no growth in my life. There's no movement. There's nothing to my name. As for you, you are okay. But me, there was nothing to my name. I have no name. I have no reputation. I have no honor. I have no dignity. It's a very difficult place to be when even your friends see that you are you 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 are a pathetic person. They look at you and you are like a byword. They look at your life uh, uh, and they themselves they are shocked. The how come your life is like this? I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the only person. And then you, you, you know you're a good person. You know your heart is right with God. So you begin to wonder, God, is there something wrong with me? Maybe it's not only, maybe, maybe you don't have a problem. Maybe it's just me. But I've come to God and I've asked God that. Is it like you love everybody but me? Is it like you? Because the things people are doing. See, I can do bad all by myself. I don't need to go anywhere. Me, myself, I am an embodiment of bad, but I've made a decision to love you. Maybe, maybe I'm alone. Maybe it's just me. But you see, there's a point in your life where, where you wonder, is there something that is wrong with me, myself? You begin to doubt your own self because you wonder, is there something I didn't do? So somebody will say, so is it. Then, ah, you carry all the money. Then it looks like the more you live right, the more troubles that comes your way. Sir, so, 
And it brings you into a certain state of vulnerability that is so uncomfortable, nobody wants to be there. Are we together? And then people put in a little effort and things are working. I wonder. People who are not as intelligent as you are. They don't even put in the effort. They live all sorts of... Like things are working. And whenever you come to that point, Hebrews 10.35, mm-hmm. it says, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence. Who does the throwing away of their confidence? So, what is it that will cause a person to throw it away? It means serving God, you will come into the place where if you are not careful, you will make a decision that, you know what? This thing, my confidence in God is not working. He says, therefore, someone say therefore. He says, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. King James, a great recompense of reward. Look at the word. What is compensation? Compensation is when somebody judges a case and sees that you were right the first time, but they shortchange you. So they calculate what you should have earned that you didn't earn. And then they backdate it and give it to you. Is that not compensation? Recompensation means there was a compensation that was supposed to come to you that that one too didn't come. Why? Because sometimes the problem keeps compounding and compounding and compounding. And God says for every time you had a problem and you release your confidence that I can be trusted and yet you did not get it. For every time that that happened, if you will have patience and wait and not give up, when I get ready to do what I have purpose to do for you, I will compensate you according to the number of years you've gone through the problems. So we are not a people without hope. Praise the Lord, somebody. In Psalm 25, after Psalm 23, Psalm 25, David now comes to say, verse 8 to 9, Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his ways. He said, even if you think you are a sinner, that you miss the mark. Maybe this problem is kind because I caused abortion. I slept with somebody. I killed. I did this. My mother did this. They went to a shrine. He said, whatever it is, that is the sin. God says, I am a good God. I am an upright God. He says, I will instruct you in the way. I will show you the way out. I, I will tell you that there is a way to come out of this problem. You, you, I will not let you stay there because you're a sinner. I, I won't allow evil to happen to you. He said, Papa, but evil has happened to me. He says, there's a compensation if you don't throw away the confidence. He means, have faith in me. On Wednesday, there's a lady, I'm paying her fees. She doesn't belong to this church. I pay all kinds of people's school fees. So I was checking status and I saw the girl's status. Somebody brought her Hermes. Do you know Hermes? Hermes is a, is a brand. Brought her Hermes. Is it bag or, or shoe? One of them. 
Then the person took her to a fine dining dinner. Now I'm there, I'm like, yo, I'm paying your school fees. You have a boyfriend who is taking for fine dining. Your boy, you're not going to buy, pay school fees. I could have said I won't pay. True or false? Whilst my brain was going like that, she sends me a text and say, good morning, daddy. How are you? Daddy, please, our exam starts. They gave me a date. Say so if you can help me with the school fees, I'll be very grateful. You know what she did? How did she recognize me? Daddy. So you are my father. So you don't have to be jealous that a boy <laughs> is taking me out for dinner. Am I, am, I, am I communicating at all? You are my. So you don't have to be. He's a boy. So I called her. So I said, Madam, boy, and I say, Oh, Papa, they just want to impress me. You see, but her confidence in me made me pay the fees. Because confidence in God is what... So sometimes when God has not yet visited you, sometimes it could be that he's dealing with somebody else's issue. But our attitude towards God, if you keep on crying and worrying, what you're telling God is, I don't trust you. I must help myself. Because worry is a sign of mistrust. Hey, I don't know where my my children are. Hey, you are worrying because you don't trust them. How many of you wives here, when you worry too much about your husbands, they get angry? When you worry, why are you? How many of you, when you keep asking your husband, why are you, why are you? They get angry and say, why? You know why? Because that worry, and it's a genuine concern, but they get angry. Two of us. Do you know why they get angry? They want you to have trust that they are doing the right thing, that they are not children. God wants you to know that he's not a child. He knows what he's doing. He's working on your life. And at the right time, he'll release your provision. Last week, Lady Irene said, John the Baptist's parents were waiting for a child. That child was supposed to be a forerunner of Christ. Mary was not ready for consumption. And as long as she was not ready, they did not get pregnant. (laughs) Between John the Baptist and Jesus, the difference is six months. So the woman was buried, not because a demon closed her womb, but because God's purpose and his timing for her life, it was not yet due. So sometimes some things are delayed in your life because God's purposes concern your life. And God's timing for your life is not yet due. So look at look at the progression from Psalm 25, verse number 8 to 9. David moves to Psalm 27, verse 13, and says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the now. Let's go back to Psalm 27 and start from verse 1. His state, his mental, emotional, financial state. Let's look at David's mental state before we came to verse 13. He says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He said, The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom? Shall I be afraid? I mean, verse says, Though an horse will encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Because this whole thing is about your heart. The devil wants to, because where we cast confidence is our heart. Where we lose confidence is where? Our heart. 
So he says, my heart will not fear. The devil is trying to make me afraid. The devil is trying to make me feel, Charles, this is how my life went. The war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. He says, the moment I see that the thing was first a small battle, but now the thing has become an all-out war. It looks like there's a bombardment from everywhere. There's fear. There's panic. War is breaking out. I don't know where to turn to, who to call to. When there's war, you can't carry everything away. It means when my foundation is shaking, when everything that concerns my life, it looks like I'm losing control over it, that there's no more control. He says, then I, this is what will even give me the confidence. Why? Because now I know I'm closer to my breakthrough than ever before. I now know that God is about to do something with me, but the devil is after my confidence. The devil is after what? My confidence. He just wants you to know he's your father. And so whether you have or you don't have, you relax. You trust his provision. You trust his providence. You trust him as your source. And he will provide. So by Psalm 31 verse 19, David says, Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. Oh, how abundant. He said, this one, King James says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought or worked for them that trust. So God, he said, when you trust in God, he works it. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. God is working it. He's working it. You know, my, 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 my very good friend, uh, Akesi Brimpron, sang a song and said, God is working. He's up to something. I may not feel, I may not see it, but still I'm trusting. God is working. He is working. He is working. You, you, you see, he says God is working. I may not see it, but I'm still trusting. I'm trusting because I know that when God is silent, he's working. Sister, look at this church. Are we going forward or we are coming back? But God is working. First service, the room was not full. Second service, the room was not God is working. He's silently working. Yeah. Some of them say, if the people are not coming, Pastor, let's just do one service. God is up to something. He said we should do two services. Is he not doing something? I'm doing it. I'm being faithful with what has been committed into my hand. And God is working. Someone say God is working. Hallelujah. Psalm 34 verse number 8. David said, Oh! Taste! And see that the Lord is good. Then he goes on to say, Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Are you seeing is the man who trusts in God? Are you seeing is the one who takes refuge in him? He says that, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 34 verse 8. Then he says, blessed is the man. The word blessed means to be empowered to succeed 
under any condition. So even if the condition is not favorable, you will be successful. Even if the timing may not be fruitful, if you will trust in God, if you will make God your refuge, refuge means your dependence. If you absolutely depend on God, God will come to you. The point where you feel it is your brokenness, God knows how to send somebody. And by the time the person is supplying, it is not because they have it in abundance, but because you have trusted God, God has moved them out of their necessity to provide for you because he will move others out of their necessity to provide for them. Child of God, if we will just obey God's word and trust his provision, he will cause ravens, ravens. It was famine in the days of Elijah. It was famine means there was no food. See, ravens are carnivorous animals who eat meat. In the season of lack, it was these ravens that were bringing bread and meat to the prophet. Can I speak to somebody in this place? If you would only trust God and do what he says we should do, it may not make sense. It may look like madness. But if you will honor God and trust his faithfulness, I can only promise you one thing. God will come through for you in areas you never thought the provision would come from there. The challenge we have is we are so fixed on how God should provide for us. We are so fixated on how our breakthrough will come. So we forfeit God from doing what he wants to do. Because as for you, the help must come from Patrick Bonpeso. One of my daughters was sharing a testimony with me today. Since the child was sick, hospitalized, in the hospital that she was in wondering, God, why, why do we keep coming back to hospital? She got a call. Please come for an interview and a presentation. So she called somebody to come and take care of the child. Please take care of my child for me. Have an presentation. Why would God bring your presentation at the weakest moment of your life when you're in the hospital? So she did her presentation in the hospital with the child. She left the child. While she was going, the car was misbehaving. She said, devil, you can't stop me. This breakthrough is coming. She said, the car was acting out and misbe-. She said, number one, I nearly had an accident. I said, I'm not giving up. He said, number two, the car was acting up. He says, I did it for a long time. As the car was misbehaving. I said, hey, devil. He says, I kept speaking in tongues and I kept driving on. Whatever it is, if I will crawl, I will crawl. But whatever it is, I'm getting to my destination. So the person called... I said, where are you? He says, well, I'm on my way coming. Um, I just left my child in the hospital. I've been on admission. He says, really? You should have told us we would have postponed it. He said, no, I have to do what is needful. You know what made that person get their thing? So she goes for this interview, does her presentation, and when she was just about to leave, the person who called says to the panel, you know an amazing thing about this lady? This lady came to do a presentation. But the child is in the hospital on admission. She left the baby to come and do. Everybody was shocked. I believe that was what gave her the job. As I speak to you, that member has gotten a job. Now, now, now the surprising part is that the salary is three times whatever she was earning before this time. Amen. But you see, she could not come into that blessing 
until she trusted God with a child and decided that God, you have opened this door, let me let me still keep pushing. I came to tell somebody that it may not be all rosy, but if you will keep holding on, if you will keep pushing, faithful is he that has promised you. That God, he will honor his promise concerning your life. The amen is not is not coming. Yeah. Turn to an amen and say, God is faithful. And so what do I do when times are tough and my hope is failing me? The first thing you do is you become, you, you make Thanksgiving a lifestyle. You thank God for what he has done in the past. You thank God for what he's doing that you have not seen. You thank God for what he will do. Thanksgiving. I say what? Thanksgiving. Psalm 107 verse 1. He says, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Psalm 107 verse 1, please. Yes. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. He says God's mercy is for every one of us. And it's a mercy that is there. No matter what you've done. No matter what is happening. Mercy is available. You see, you can think God is merciful to somebody, but forget that he's merciful unto you. This lady has been bounced, though. Everywhere she goes for employment, she's bounced. There have been times I've taken a CV and sent to people. They didn't pick her. Everywhere, they will pick somebody else and leave there. Because what God had for her, what she was praying, that it should be her gross after tax, was her basic. Can you imagine? You are telling God that God, if nothing crap happen, give me 10,000. And God laughs in heaven and says, of all that you've been through, 10,000 is not enough. 10,000 cannot shame your enemies. It cannot let people know that I have done it. He said, you have been bounced many times. So that is first compensation. So double the money. So the angel is going to say, no, 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 no. Remember that that was a compensation for it. But because she still trusted me and they still delayed the compensation that was due her, another 100% increase. So she got 300% increase to her current amount. When God steps into your life, he will give you something that will cause you to catch up. So she's been crying, oh God, my friends are earning 10,000 or 5,000 or 15,000. Oh God, they've moved to 20. I'm not getting it. Hey God, they are in 30. God didn't say anything. God said, Oh, for your 30,000. You wait, I'm coming. Then God now comes and says, You are still at 10. Your friends are earning 30. No, Wahala. Is it not 30 we are? They've been raised twice. You know, so raise that twice. That becomes a base. Now add. Let's go to 40. Let's go to 50. Let's get her to 60. That is the level. I said, what? That is the level. Last year, one of my daughters was working in an organization and she did very well and they didn't promote her. They didn't, they didn't give her a better star. So her compensation was low. She was crying to me. I said, don't cry. Thank God. Be joyful. 
Because when God gets ready to do it, it will be glorious. She was sharing her testimony with me. She said to me, Papa, when they asked that, okay, what about this person? What will be her commendation? The boss says, leave it to me. Then the boss goes and takes the stars and does, pine, 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 pine. She has put the lady at par with the people who were on the top. And now the same enjoyment they will enjoy. It will be the same. Yet this year she did not even do too much work like the previous year. Because when you begin to trust God and you become joyful, God compensates you and gives you more to compensate for the years you have lost, the years you have lacked, the years that you have struggled. That's why he says, don't lose your confidence. I will recompensate you. Look at it, Psalm 119, verse 68. He says, you are good and you do good. Teach me your status. You know, after you have complained plenty, you say, God, you are good and you do good. We need to trust that God is good and he does good. One day, I didn't have money for transport. And then I think I had to go and do something somewhere. So I called Pell. Where are you? He says, something. I said, oh, I want to go here. Come and take me. I didn't have Larifa. So I used waste and means. And, and it happened that she was free. So she was driving me. She drive me here. She drive me here. She drive me here. Then I have to pay something. He says, oh, I can't give you the money to pay for it. I said, oh, okay, okay. I'll give it to you. So she gave me the money. She gave me the money. Papa? Yeah, somebody called me that I should meet the person at my construction site. So this is the, no, no. So there was an issue. So I went to the construction site. Whilst I was there, there was an issue, so I called somebody to come and check. Do you know when the person came to the construction site? Sir? Apparently, the person had made provision for my birthday, but I was not aware. The person gave me an envelope. Mikoboe nana, 10,000. You, you see, I didn't have a penny. Yet God had made provision and the thing was in the person's car. But the only way I could have access is that something had to go wrong. I had to be at a place, in the place where I'm trying to solve a problem. Me thinking that why is this problem? It was a setup for my visitation. Whenever you become joyful in life, God will even use your weakness. He will even use your challenges as a setup for your visitation. You see, and he does that because God is righteous in all his ways. Psalm 145 verse 17. He said, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his ways. God is not a wicked God. Psalm 145 verse 17. So Nahum will come and speak. Nahum will say in Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. He said, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. Now look at it. When they say a stronghold, it means that he holds you. Hannah holds something. Is it strong? He says in the day of trouble, God is a stronghold. So whatever trouble you are going through, please, you are not alone. God is holding you. In the day of trouble, he knows if he leave you. You'll be destroyed. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, he's a stronghold in the day of 
trouble. He said, he knows those who take refuge in him. God knows that you have put your trust in him. Therefore, he will never leave you. He will never make you to be put to shame. He may look like everybody is really clean and people are calling you. Forget about their call. You are not the only one who owes. Even great America, they owe in trillions. Ghana government owes. Everybody owes. You are not alone. Stop focusing on the loan that you owe. Hello? Listen, forget about it. It's just a matter of time. God will pay your debt. Psalm 84 verse 11. He says, for the Lord God is a son and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. He says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright. God will not withhold good. If God withhold good, it was not good for you. Because what God has for you, if you will trust in him, is always better. You see, it takes a longer time for you to see that it was good that you were afflicted. For have you not been afflicted, you wouldn't have seen the goodness of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, it was good that some things delay. Because if it had not delayed, I would have landed with some sanquas. But thank God for what left my life. Because God is about to do something good with my life. In Jesus name. Somebody took my land in Dowena Road. Two and, um, I, had three and, I lost three and a half plots. Two plots in one side, one plot in another side, half plot. I lost all. I gave the documents to the guy, I'm a very trusting person. I made the agent go and buy. He says he's going to register it at TMA and never came again. I don't know the owners. He took my money, land. The document had my name on it and everything. He's looking away. If that land had landed, I'll be in County 25. In 25, that's where I would have started the church. All these precious people who are sitting here with all your beautiful face as if you won't sleep here tomorrow. I wouldn't have met you. If I had not met you, the blessings that I'm enjoying, I wouldn't have enjoyed. Are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say? See, listen to me. There is a strategic placement for everybody. Now, I live in the primus of the city. See, Sakumono, you can drive to the airport by four ways. How many ways? You can use the Sphinctest Road. You can use the Echo Bank Road. You can use the Nungwa Road. You can use the Teshi Road. You can use the motorway. It can bring you. Sir, it's the best of the place to stay. If there's fight here, you use another way. If there's fight there, you use another way. He can 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 can. If they are fighting Accra, make call water. If they are fighting water, make call central. If they are fighting central, and one say metia for motorway so. What am I saying? Sometimes God withholds certain things not because he's wicked to you, but because his plan, his ultimate purpose and plan for your life, it supersedes your, your current problem. And therefore, he would make sure that that one comes to pass. And so when you go through troubles, don't give up because it is just a matter of time. And he who is your savior, he will honor your faith. And so I end with Psalm 103, verse number 1 to 5. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. He says, bless the Lord, oh 
oh my soul, and forget not. Because when you go through troubles, there, there's the propensity to forget. God, money or no money, I'll trust you. God, I'm going to be submissive to this husband with or without money. With or without he having all his acts together. God, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be a good person. With a husband, without a husband. I'm going to maintain my values. Money there, no money there. I'm going to trust you. Whether my children are doing what is right or not, I'm going to trust you that you are the one who can convert my children to come to the same knowledge of Christ. God! I may be a divorcee, but my confidence is back. I will not be better. I will not focus on what I don't have, but I'm going to trust you one day at a time to be a God unto me, to be a father unto you. I'm going to be so focused, whether I have a child or not. I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to go after souls. I'm going to win the loss for Christ. Whether God will do something or not is no more important. I'm going to trust him one day at a time. Trust his provision. Trust his providence. Trust him to be a God unto me. And if you will make that decision and walk with God, things will change for you. Wherever you are, close your eyes. Wherever you are, close your eyes and begin to pray. Pray unto God. I want you to go back home and listen to this sermon over and over. Because there's too much information in this text. I'm aging, Lord. I'm 39 now. No man, God, my ex, oh. I am afraid. What do I do? God is saying, I am your salt. Forget about your age. Forget about your stage. Forget about the circumstance. I am your salt. I am your salt.